was doubling up with Clemson. He got Trevor, the guy, he's security blanket, and Travis, who's also a receiver and re- big-time receiving entity. And he also got an Ohio State player, Luke Farrell. So you knew he was going to draft an Ohio State player. And then, of course, Florida connection with, with Jordan Smith, the UAB pick late. So, yeah, right. I think, I think connections and, and, ne- and knowledge of players via the coaches in college football probably helped a lot of these teams. All right, Todd, this one comes from Kaden Yoss, who wants to know, who is the small school prospect you are genuinely happy to see drafted? There are no Richmond Spiders. That, that, was, a, that was a disappointment. <laughs> but um, Dylan Radons, the offensive lineman from, from North Dakota State, everyone you know, talked about Trey Lance, the same program, and he was the number three overall pick. But Radons, just watching tape of him and the way he plays, how physical he was, to see him come off the board in the second round, um, I, I was, just, you know, I just like the guy on tape. How about you, Mel? Yeah, I think Mike Strong, the wide receiver, 6'5", 225 from, uh, from Charleston, uh, you know, certainly put up the numbers. He's like a tremendous talent and size. Seventh round for the Colts. We'll see how he could do. And then Rams got a couple guys. Robert Rochelle liked him at Central Arkansas. He's added weight. Yep. Uh, he became a guy, even Trey Lance. Trey Lance didn't even go after him in that Central <laughs> Arkansas, North Dakota State game. Uh, and then they also got Chris Garrett from Concordia, a pass rusher late. Uh, so I thought some guys like that, uh, you know, certainly have you root for and you hope that uh, they can settle in and, and get that opportunity. And I'm really happy for a kid. I said this on draft day, Todd, and field of the yard, as far as perseverance, a kid who had some injuries at Damascus High School, Maryland Terrapin, Jake Funk. And you, I know, Todd, you like Jake Funk at Maryland. Uh, running yep. back who's got guts and determination, battle. Mel through. likes the funk. Well, I love the funk. <laughs> uh, and Mike Watson is one of the favorite players he's ever coached is Jake Funk. Rooting for Jake Funk to try to stick on that Rams team. If he doesn't there, he'll make it somewhere. Practice squad, perhaps, at the very least, for Mike Funk. Uh, next one comes from Soup de Loop, Alex Campbell. And I'll start with you, Mel. Does this draft make the Miami Dolphins Super Bowl contenders? Uh, it makes them a heck of a better, much better team. I'll tell yeah. you that. A lot better team than they were. And that, that's, again, building a roster that improves. And building a roster that can, can get to a Super Bowl is so why you go through all this, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't sit here, Todd, if we were an organization, you and I, and it would be a lot of, of battles taking place. We would have one. We'd build, <laughs> I, think, I think we'd build a pretty good football team, but uh, I'd like to think so. We, we would be sitting there saying, what are we doing to try to get to a Super Bowl? How are we going to construct this team? That's what it's all about for Miami to fill needs and set themselves up with a 2023 first. And I said all along, opt outs should not be penalized. And I know it's hard not to, but these were decisions made from a medical standpoint, business standpoint. You know, the year was so interrupted and so crazy that uh, and so tragic that these players and some didn't even play to their potential because of that. We saw that with Rashad Bateman, great pick for the Baltimore Ravens. But to get a Javon Holland in the second round, uh, to me, a guy could have been a first rounder, definitely had he played. Uh, then get yeah, I think I think they got five starters in the first three rounds. They got Jalen Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, mm-hmm. the defensive end. Holland, you just mentioned at safety. Liam Eichenberg is going to be a starter at, at tackle, worst-case guard, and Hunter Long at the tight end position from BC. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great – think about it. Buffalo with Josh is already set because they got a superstar quarterback, and they got a, a GM that helps the quarterback and builds a roster, along with their head coach, Sean McDermott. But also the Jets now with Zach and, and the Tua and certainly New England now with Cam and, and Mack and, and getting Dante Hightower back who opted out because of he's yep. the centerpiece of their defense. They are going to be a team to watch. That's There's going to be, be a, a really competitive division. division. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see how the AFC East quarterback race stacks up. Obviously, Josh Allen is the guy in that division, but those other three teams 
with major investments at the quarterback spot. I will end on this one and just for a little bit of fun. This one comes from, oh, for the love of God. Mel, you're slipping. No mock 2022 draft out already? Well, it's not out until usually after Todd. I always give Todd the respect he deserves. And he comes out with his first round. Yeah, that's why you do it. I don't do a first round mock for next year. Todd, that's a tradition with us. He doesn't like to do draft grades. Okay, so I'm forced to do draft grades. Uh, Here's the the backstory. I'll I'll peel the the curtain back a little. I was told 15 years ago, basically as part of my contract, you can either do draft grades or a mock draft. And I said, how about neither? And then I got the look like, well, you're probably not going to get a contract then. So I decided to go with the mock draft. I don't know which is the worst of 